This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Hello, my name is Trey Johnson, and I want to welcome you to Being Your Best with Trey Johnson. And we are so excited that you've joined us today. We're going to learn from God's Word how to grow, how to come up in our thinking, our believing, our expectation. You know, for years, I've been in pursuit of the heartbeat of God, and I want it to be real to us. I want to know how do I get a God that I can't see to show up in my life? How do I get God that I read about who showed up for Moses, who showed up for David, who showed up for Abraham to show up for me. You know, Acts 10 34 says, God is no respecter of person. And as I've competed professionally myself, as I've done leadership development in the corporate world, as I've pastored churches and ministered for 20 plus years now, I've noticed that a person can't outperform the image they have on the inside of them. I want you to think about that for a moment. I can't outlive the image that I have on the inside of me. This is, this is real to me. This is not a game to me. I'm not a religious person. I'm a person after the heartbeat of God. And so through God's Word, I believe we're going to get in and we're going to discover some principles that are going to help us live a victorious life in Christ Jesus. So if you would, go ahead and get your pen, your pad, your iPad, notepad, whatever pad you're taking notes with, and let's get into God's Word and let's lift our thinking today. So if you would, let's start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So we're talking about our image. We're talking about our identity. We're discovering, okay, who are we? Why are we here? How do I bring it from the Bible into reality? and begin to see myself the way that God sees me. You know, God sees you as healed. He sees you as whole. He sees you as forgiven. He sees you as redeemed. He sees you as an overcomer. He sees you as more than a conqueror. But how do you see yourself? On Genesis 1:26, and God said, Let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, make man in our image. This word image in the Hebrew language is essential nature, copy, characteristic, true substance. That's image. He goes on to say, according to our likeness, the word likeness means resemblance, concrete, a model like us, fashion like us. Then he goes on to say, and let them have dominion. So we're made in His image. We are told to function the way that He functions, be a model of the way that He does things. Ephesians 5.1, it says, Be imitators of God as dear children. Think about that. We know whether we like it or not, our kids are going to do more by what, how they observe us living than what we say to them. But he's saying, okay, learn from God, be a model of the way He thinks, the way He believes, the way He talks, the way He lives. Jesus told you and I, He says, when you begin to pray, connect to the Heavenly Father who is our source and begin to pray that His will is done on earth as it is in heaven. He's wanting His will to be a model, to be a duplicate on earth just like it is in heaven. Well, He's wanting us to have dominion 
on earth, just like He has dominion in heaven. Dominion in the Hebrew language is govern, rule, manage, master, lead, dominate with His nature, responsible for reigning over a designated territory. So, so think about what He's saying right here. He's saying, I've made you in my image and in my likeness, and I want you to have dominion. Just like I have dominion in heaven, I want man to have dominion on earth. Now, He wants it to be through relationship with Him that we fulfill His will on earth just like it is in heaven. And so maybe you haven't seen yourself as, as a leader, as a ruler, responsible for reigning over a certain territory. Well, I want to encourage you to start aligning the way you think, aligning what's in your heart, aligning what comes out of your mouth with God's Word. I, I remember when I first gave my life to the Lord, everything I read about me in God's Word, it did not seem true in the natural because I was such a mess. But by one day at a time, I began to choose. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, Every day I call before you heaven and earth. He says, And I put before you. And you, you make a choice, life or death, blessing and cursing. He says, If you can't figure it out, I want you to choose life. Just one day at a time. So I just started choosing that if I saw it in God's Word, I was going to believe it. I learned from this one man the ABCs of faith, and I've kind of added on to it throughout the years. And if you're taking notes, you can write this down. It'll, it'll carry you a long ways in your relationship with God that when I see a promise in God's Word, I'm going to choose to agree with God's Word. That's the letter A, agree with God's Word. The letter B, I'm going to believe God's Word. The letter C, I'm going to confess God's Word. Confession means saying the same thing that God says about me, even when I don't see it in the natural. For example, if I don't feel like I'm healed, I'm going to agree, 1 Peter 2.24, that by the stripes of Jesus I am healed. I'm going to, letter B, I'm going to believe that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm going to, letter C, confess say the same thing that Jesus said, that He took my infirmities, He bore my sickness, and by the stripes of Jesus I am Him. Letter D is I'm going to do God's Word. I'm going to, instead of focusing on the one finger that doesn't work real good, I'm going to focus on the nine that work real good. I'm going to, I'm going to do something that a healed person would do. I'm going to do something that a blessed person would do. I'm going to do something that a champion would do because we're made in His image and His likeness. A, B, C, D, and then the letter E. I'm going to expect. I'm going to expect God to show up. I'm going to expect the same God that showed up for David to show up for me. The same God that showed up for Moses to show up for me. I'm going to expect His Word to show up in my life. The letter F. And then it just brings faith alive. So agree, believe, confess, do, expect. The letter F. And faith is the result. 1 John 5, 4 says, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, faith is a, a spiritual force. Faith is something that's very important for us to, to grab a hold of our identity in Christ Jesus. You think about Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Okay, so I'm saved by grace through faith. Romans 12, 3 says, To each one of us is dealt the measure of faith. The word measure is a Greek word, matron, and it means like if we were to come to your house and you were to make a pie and every piece is the same piece, same size, and we distribute it, that's what God does. Every one of us start out at the same playing field. He's dealt to us 
a measure of his faith. You tracking with me? Then he says, Romans 1, 17, he says, Now the just shall live by faith. In other words, we're still going to, he wants us to trust in him. He wants us to, to be doers of his word. Uh, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. But those who come to God must know that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I've got to ask, okay, so I come into the family of God by faith. I'm dealt the measure of faith. God's not asking me to do something that I'm not equipped to do. Notice, God will never ask you to do something that you don't have the ability to do. God is not some taskmaster. He's not some hard. He, he is a good God, and He loves you and I, and He wants us to walk in relationship with Him. And so He gives us the faith, and He says, Now, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So let's say, for example, that you want to increase your faith in healing. Well, then you hear God's Word on healing. If you want to increase it in finances, you increase it in relationships, you increase it in wisdom. I mean, we all need to increase in that area, right? Well, how do we do that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But faith is not just hearing. Faith is also doing. So true faith, James 2, 17, 20, verse 20, it says that, okay, faith without works is dead. So I can hear and I can go to church and I can get all this information and have this big old head full of knowledge. But if I'm not acting on it, that's not true faith. True faith hears Faith rises and true faith acts. So I want to encourage you today as you're hearing God's Word about developing your inner image. See, your inner image is like a portrait. Okay, it's, it's how we see ourselves. And I want you to be real with yourself. How do you see yourself? A good indicator of how you see yourself is by the way you talk. So if you're always cutting yourself down, thinking that it's funny, oh, you're so dumb, oh, you're, you're, you're stupid, ah, oh, you'll never get it. Well, that lets you know that you have a negative self-image, a negative self-portrait. All your heart knows how to do is produce. In Mark chapter 4, he tells us, he says the kingdom of God is, is as if a man should sow seed in the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and he the seed begins to produce and first the blade then the ear then the full corn in the ear and he doesn't know how all this is working he says this is this is what is happening on the inside of you what you see is a seed what you hear is a seed what you talk about is a seed and it's going in your heart and you're sleeping and rising and whatever seed you put in your heart it's going to produce self image a self portrait how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself the way that God sees you? How do we begin to see ourselves this way? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. He says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now notice this. Because we continued, how do we begin to see ourselves correctly? How do we begin to see ourselves as forgiven? How, when I say see, I'm not talking about with your eyeballs. I'm talking about with the real you. How does the real you... Remember, the real you is created in the image and likeness of God. The real you wants 
to come alive. The real you, once you connect back to God through Jesus Christ, the real you wants to come alive. The real you is an overcomer, the healed, the blessed, etc. Well, how do I discover who I truly am, who I am and why am I here? By continuing in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into His very own image. Remember, we're created in His image and His likeness. His image, a true substance, the characteristics, a copy, will only discover how God thinks, how God operates, what's on God's heart by being in His Word, continuing in the Word of God. You know there's power in continuing, but in today's society, people, they want to try. They're interested in being a Christian. They're interested in overcoming. What I mean by that is if you're just interested in something, you're only going to do it when it's convenient. You're only going to go to church when it's convenient. You're only going to read God's Word when it's convenient. You're only going to give when it's convenient. You're only going to praise God when it's convenient. You're only going to work out when it's convenient. You're only going to do this when it's convenient. But when you're committed, when you're committed to being the best you you can be, you're going to continue. You're going to continue to show up when you don't feel like it. You're going to continue to give when you shouldn't give in the natural. You're going to continue to praise when you don't feel like praising. You're going to continue to pray. You're going to continue to renew your mind, continue to get into God's Word, continue to forgive, continue to worship. You're going to continue. There's power in continuing. Even when you don't understand, if you'll just continue, freedom is coming. If you'll just continue, power is coming. I remember years ago, I was going through a very difficult time. And when I was born, you know, I had a lot of surgeries and stuff on my feet. My toes touched my heels. They'd have to go in and break all the bones and stuff in there and put pins in my feet. And, and I, so I was hooked up to an IV a lot of my younger years. And, and, and I was going through a very difficult time. And the Lord said, Trey, when I say the Lord said, I didn't hear an audible voice, but just in here. He says, think about my word like an IV. See, there's times that an IV is hooked up to you and you don't feel like anything's happening. But you're sitting there and you're watching it and it's going drip, 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 drip. And you know that medication is coming. You know that life is coming. He said, if you'll continue in my word, even when you don't feel strong, strength is coming. Even when you don't feel like hope is, is happening, hope is coming. Even when you don't feel like things are changing, things are changing. Stay connected to my word. Stay connected. So he's saying, if you want to see yourself and you want to be conformed into the image that you're de designed to be, continue in his word. If that's all you get out of our time together, that's life-changing. Continue. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Jesus is talking to the Jews who, who would believe. So I've got to ask, is that me? Is that you? Are you choosing to believe God's Word? He said, if you'll continue in my truth, in my Word, He says, you're going to know the truth. And that truth that you know, the word know is a Greek word for intimacy, the truth that you're intimately acquainted with is going to set you free and keep you free. But notice it's to the one who believes it. It's the one who continues, into it, continues in it. It's the one who applies it. That's the person who's going to be intimate with the truth. And it's the truth of God's word that truly sets us free from our past, truly sets us free from addiction, truly sets us free from pornography, truly sets us free from disease, truly sets us free and keeps us free. If we continue, we continue to renew our mind. We continue to stay in the word. 
continue. I hope you're saying that to yourself. I'm going to continue in God's Word. I'm, I'm going to keep running to God and not from God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10, he says, And have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image of Him who created it. Now notice this. He says, I'm going to read it again. This is out of the Amplified. And have clothed yourself with new spiritual life, which is ever in the process, process of being renewed and remolded into the fuller, more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of Him who created. Remember, image is essential nature, a copy, a characteristic, true substance. We're ever in the process. You know, every day it's a process to be renewed. It's a process. Yes, instantly when you call upon the name of Jesus, instantly you're born again. Instantly, you know that if you were to die, you would, you'd, you'd go from here to spend eternity with Almighty God. But the changing of a life, it's a process. Here's the go. The Lord says, Trey, I'll never bypass the process, but if you'll get in it and stay in it, I will speed up the process. And that's been so true over the years of my life. And I want to encourage you, if you've never engaged in the process, make today the deciding time in your life that I'm going to get in the process of continuing in God's Word. I'm going to get in the process of seeing myself the way that God sees me as forgiven, redeemed, an overcomer, blessed, healed, victorious in Christ Jesus. It's a process, renewed, remolded. Think about that. The prefix re, R-E, in front of any word brings it back to the original. He says, as you get in this process, you're going to be re Nude. You're going to be this new creation that you're going to be brought back to connect to God and be who you're originally created to be. You're going to be remolded. You're going to be shaped and formed. Think about what God said in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 6, and He tells Jeremiah, He says, I, I want you to go to the potter's house, and I want you to, to see what's happening. And as He's watching this potter working with this clay, the Word of the Lord comes to Him. And he's watching the potter, and the potter begins to make and shape and mold this clay, and it's not what he wants it to be, and so he mashes it down. He brings it together, and he, and he begins to rework it, the Bible says. Now think about what's happening here. Because the word work in the Hebrew language is the word aragon, and it means to manifest the real you. It means to become. It means to come alive, what you're originally created to be. That's why it's so important not to just go to a job, but to find your work, find your gift, find your calling, find your passion, and get in it. work. When God created Adam in the Garden of Eden, He put him in Eden. Eden means the presence of God. It means an open door. It means a spot. And He put him in the Garden of Eden. He said, now work. He says, so first and foremost, man should have a relationship with God and then work, manifest the real you. Be who you're created to be. Well, as Jeremiah's watching the potter in the clay, it says that he reworks the clay, reworks, re-bring it back to who you're originally created to be because the clay was spoiled in the hands of the potter. The word spoiled comes from a word that means alter from the original. <laughs> 
That's why we don't say our kids are spoiled or those kids are spoiled because the only way that a kid is spoiled is if they're separated from God or a person is spoiled if they're separated from God or their gifts are separated from God, their calling is separated from God, their design is separated from God. But when you come into relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you're coming back, you're being reworked, you're being remolded, reshaped into who you're created to be. Renewed remolded. He says, get in the process, and this is what is happening in your life. You're manifesting the real you. As you continue in God's Word, we start seeing ourselves the way that God sees us. We start aligning our gifts with God's will for our life. Once again, we're talking about image, we're talking about identity, we're talking about growing, we're talking about how do I position myself to get God to show up in my life Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So you and I, we can't live any higher than the way that we think, because as we think in our heart, our heart, all it knows how to do is produce. So if you think about yourself below, or you think that you're unattractive, or you think you're inferior, or you think you're not worthy, your heart's going to produce unworthiness. Your heart's going to produce, if you think, well, mom and dad died of this, and that boo-boo and uncle ding-dong died of this, and, and, and you're thinking this continue. it's in your heart. All your heart knows how to do is produce, good or bad. Look at James chapter 1. Verses 21 through 25, and I want you to listen to this. We're talking about how do I bring my inner image up? How do I see myself the way that God sees me? How do I get the God kind of life, life and life more abundantly, that entered into me when I called upon the name of Jesus? How do I live in it? How do I experience it? So we've talked about, okay, we stay looking into the Word of God. We continue in the Word of God. James, the half-brother of Jesus... Verse 21 says in the Amplified, Get rid of all uncleanliness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the Word of God, which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your soul. So I've got to ask, okay, am I doing this? Am I welcoming God's Word? Regardless of what anybody else says, regardless of mom and dad or the government or anybody, am I, am I welcoming the Word of God? This is life-changing that when I see something in God's Word, choose to agree with God's Word, believe God's Word, confess God's Word, do God's Word, expect God's Word, and faith is going to be the result. Remember we talked about that just a few minutes ago. Am I welcoming the Word? Am I agreeing with the Word? Am I receiving the Word? He says when you do, it has the power. Power means the ability to get results. That His Word carries with it the power, the ability of God to get results in my life. The ability of God to get results in my marriage. The ability of God to get results in my finances. The ability of God. I want the ability of God. It's in us. I, I want it to be activated in my life. He says, well, receive it, accept it, welcome it. I choose to believe God. God is smarter than me. He's smarter than you. I know that might be a newsflash to you. But he says, when you receive it, you accept it. You get in agreement with it. You welcome it. There's power there. To save your soul, your soul is your mind, will, and emotion. To save your image, to save your, your mindset, to save your life. Let's keep going, verse 22. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it. 
to train yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth? For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it, and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. Listen, think about James is the half-brother of Jesus. And he's saying, okay, when you make the decision to keep looking into God's Word, let's say... Um, maybe it's righteousness. Maybe you, you had a rough past, just like we all have. I mean, you think of the Apostle Paul who had, uh, had thrown the church members, the Christians, into prison, who gave the okay for Stephen to be stoned. I mean, he was a murderer. He had blood on his hands, and he had to go through this process of change in his life where he began to talk about, okay, the old man is no longer in existence. He's dead, but I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old is gone, the new has come. And James is saying, if you want to experience this newness of life, you want to see yourself the way that God sees you, you want to experience being an overcomer more than a conqueror, the healed, the blessed, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says, continue to look into the Word of God. Just like you're watching this program today or you're listening to this wherever you're at and maybe you have the information, he says, but don't just listen, do it. See, it's not the churchgoers that get results. It's not the Bible havers that gets results. It's not the t-shirt wearers that say, I love Jesus, that gets results. It's a person who continues into the Word of God. When you see God's promise, I'm going to agree with it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to expect it. And faith is going to be the result of it. And I'm going to, I'm going to step out. I'm going to continue in it, continue in it, continue in it. I'm going to keep showing up to church. I'm going to keep showing up daily to spend time with God, whether it's good or whether it's not good, whether things are going well or they're not going well. Whatever's happening, God, you can count on me. And I'm not going to forget who you say that I am. But listen to what he says. He says, but if you just hear the Word of God and you play church and you're just real religious, it's like you... You look into the mirror, but then you walk away and you forget. Now, what did I look like? Are you, you parted your hair, you straightened your tie, you unwrinkled your shirt. You, man, that is a good looking individual right there. But you walk away and all of a sudden you forget. You forget that you're righteous. You forget that you're cleansed. You forget that you're an overcomer. You forget that you're healed. You forget that you're blessed because you're not continuing. But if you'll continue, you won't forget. You remember each and every day, this is who I am. I'm going to keep looking at it. I am an overcomer. I am the righteousness of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am blessed. I am healed. This is who I am. I continue in it. He says, and you're doing it. You're acting upon it. You're going to learn a little bit and do a little bit. You're going to learn a little bit and do a little bit. Learn a little bit and do a little bit. He says, you're blessed. The word blessed means empowered to move forward because you're, you're continuing. You don't forget who you are. See, God has created you 
for such a time as this. God has created you for a purpose. He's created you to be a difference maker upon the earth. But the only way to get our image in alignment with God's image is by His Word. Without His Word, we can't know God's heartbeat. Without God's Word, we don't know God's mind. Without God's Word, we don't know God's will. But the more we continue in the Word of God, not as a religious exercise, but just relationship, I want to know the heart of God. I want to know how God sees me. I want to know what God has planned for my life, what's going to be continuing, continuing to show up, continuing to believe, continuing to act, continuing to do. Go with me to Judges chapter 6. This is a very uh, powerful story here. And, you know, in Judges chapter 6, what had happened here, and I might just paraphrase it just for time, but in Judges chapter 6, God's people, they had been delivered. They had disobeyed over time. Things went well, but then they got to thinking, okay, I got this figured out. I'll take it from here, God. And they, they stopped doing what God told them to do. They stopped honoring God. They, they stopped putting God first in their life. And then they get in this jam, and the devil is just, the enemy is just has them in bondage. And so then you have this young man, Gideon, and, and I want you to picture this. He's, he's hiding in a wine press. And he's threshing wheat in the, high, the wine press because he doesn't want the enemy to take the little bit that he has. And so finally, out of the mercy of God, God sends this angel. And this angel, he begins to, to talk to Gideon. Hey, Gideon, you're chosen by God. You're a mighty man of valor. And I'm going to use you to defeat the enemy as one man, even though it's a big obstacle, even though there's a lot of problems, I'm going to choose you, Gideon, mighty man of valor. When you look at it in the Hebrew, he was saying, even though you're in this wine press, even though you seems like you have little, this is the way that I see you. I see you as a warrior. I see you as a champion. I see you as a man of wealth and resource. I see you as an overcomer. No matter what condition you're in, maybe you're hiding from the enemy. Maybe you're hiding from yourself. Maybe you're hiding from whatever situation in life. And God is showing up into your world the same way He did in Gideon's life. And He says, this is the way that I see you. I see greatness in you. I see power in you. I see you as an individual that you have what it takes regardless of what you've gone through. He says, remember, I am with you. You know, as you track jo Joseph, as you track Joshua, as you track David, as you track Abraham, as you tra track all the men of God and women of God, that's a phrase that's life-changing. I am with you. And whenever you and I truly believe that, if we truly believe that God is with me in the middle of this storm, God is with me in the middle of this divorce, God is with me in the middle of the financial situation, God is with me in the middle of a circumstance with my kids, God is with me in my business, God is with me. If I truly believe that God Almighty is in me and with me and for me, I'm going to think different, I'm going to believe different, I'm going to walk different, I'm going to talk different. I'm going to have a different image on the inside of me that no matter what goes on out here, I know there's something going on in here and I see myself according to the way that God sees me and me and God, we're the majority. Me and God, we're going to get through this in victory. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, He always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Your image begins to come up and so does your life. Think about that. Your image comes up and so does your life. 
your life. God wants to show up in your life. God wants to, to be real to you. But another, another key factor whenever God was speaking to Gideon, God is speaking to you and I, is He's saying, Gideon, stay with me. Stay in relationship with me. Stay in the process with me. I want to encourage you today. God's reaching out to you. And He wants a relationship with you. He wants to be real to you. But he, He's laying it out for us. If you want your image to come up, your life to come up, get in relationship with me. Get in to my word. Continue in my word. Allow your mind to be renewed. Allow your heart to be washed with the cleansing power of the word of God. And allow your vision, your identity, your image to come in alignment with God. And watch His will come to pass on earth just like it is in heaven. If you're watching this show today and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, I want to pray a very simple prayer with you right where you're at. And it doesn't matter. Maybe you're like Gideon. You're hiding from life. You're hiding from yourself. You're hiding from your past. You're in a little container of shame and guilt and you're just locked down. Well, you're, you're watching this show by divine appointment because God is speaking to you and He's saying, I've chosen you. I want a relationship with you. And you and I together, we will get my will done on earth just like it is in heaven. See, God is reaching out to you today. I want to ask you to say this very simple prayer with me and to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And you can be certain according to God's Word that you come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And you can be certain from God's Word that you're already forgiven. You just receive the forgiveness and you stand cleansed before Almighty God as though sin has never existed in your life. And you reconnect to the one who made you in His image and in His likeness. And you can start the process of living life and life more abundantly. You say, how? How can I know this God you talk about? How can I be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God? How can I know this? The Bible says when a person believes in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and declares with their mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord. It says at that time you receive eternal life. At that time you call upon the name of Jesus, you're saved. Have you had that time before in your life? If you've never had that time when you yourself called upon the name of Jesus, I'm not asking you if you've been baptized or sprinkled or go to church. I'm asking you at some point in time in your life, have you called upon the name of Jesus and asked Him to come, ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? If you haven't, would you pray this very simple prayer with me out loud right where you're at? Would you just say, Father God, today is the day that I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and according to God's Word, I'm now saved, forgiven, cleansed, and I can be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God. 
Now, if you said that prayer for the very first time, we want you to write us. We want you to go to TreyJohnsonMinistries.com. Go to the website. Let us know about the decision that you just made. We'll be praying for you. You can connect on all social media sites. You can get the daily devotionals, uh, the YouTube channels, things to help you grow in your relationship with God. And I, I want to encourage you to pray about becoming a partner with this ministry. We're going all over the world sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, helping people know God and be the best them they can be. Hey, until next week, my name's Trey Johnson. God bless you guys and have a great week.